All right, hey, we are starting uh, today a brand new series uh, called Christian Atheists, and I just want to say out loud, uh, I'm probably going to push into us a little bit today. There's a chance today that we're all going to end up being just a little uncomfortable together. I don't know how to have this conversation and it not be that way for us. So just a heads up, and uh, if this is your first time, you go, Ooh, it's okay, this is, this is just because of uh, today's topic. It's interesting because uh, we started putting uh, these Christian Atheist t-shirts out. We had uh, ushers wearing them all over the place, people in the bookstore, in the cafe, our children's workers were wearing them, and boy, I'm just telling you, we caused a stir. People were freaked out. Uh, some of them were angry. They were like, how can you wear a shirt like that at church? I mean, those two words don't even belong together, and, and it bothered some of us uh, really deeply. And that's okay, because we did that on purpose. Uh, we wanted it to bother us. Here's my hope. My hope is that when you and I encounter a Christian atheist, if you and I are a Christian atheist, that it actually bothers us more than the shirt. So here's the question, what is, what is a Christian atheist? So here's the definition, you ready? A Christian atheist is someone who says, with their mouth, says, I believe in God, but lives like they don't. Let me say that again. A Christian atheist is someone who says, no, 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 I believe in Jesus, I, I believe in God, I mean, I, no, 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 I'm in, but lives like an atheist, lives like someone who doesn't really believe in God. And if you know someone like that, or if that is you, then you may be a Christian atheist. Matter of fact, there's a passage in Scripture that really defines this, that really talks about this. So let's go there and take a look this morning. It's James chapter 2. James chapter 2. If you're not real familiar, if you go to the back of your Bible and work to the left, you're going to find uh, this book of James. It's not very far from the back of the Bible. James uh, chapter 2. We'll start together in verse 14. Uh, here's what it says. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save him? Now, now here, here's what he's asking. He's saying, look, if you had come to Jesus this way, if you had come and said, no, 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 I believe in Jesus, but you had never actually done anything about it. You never actually put your faith in Jesus. Would that have been a saving faith? Verse 15, suppose a brother or a sister without clothes and daily food, if one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In other words, you go, hey, dude, I'm really sorry that you're cold and you're hungry, and dude, I mean, blessings to you. And you do nothing about it. At what point are your words hollow? Verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, so words, I, I say it, but I don't do it, is dead. 
But some of you will say, uh, you have faith, I have deeds. In other words, some of you are going to say, well, no, 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 people are just different. And some of us believe a lot, we just don't live a lot. And some of us live more of Jesus, but we just don't say as much about Jesus. And pe people are just different. That's, that's why this works. And James says, no, 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 no. Show me your faith without your deeds. I'll show you my faith by what I do. So here's what I'm going to do. I want to take a survey today. You, I'm going to let you answer the question. I'm going to describe a couple situations. You tell me if this Christian is acting more like a Christ follower, someone who deep down in their heart actually believes this stuff. Or are they acting more like a Christian atheist? Someone who says, no, 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 I believe in Jesus, I just don't live like it. Okay? So, number one, a Christian couple go to church every single Sunday, faithful all the time, living together before they're married. Christ follower? Christian atheist. I'm not voting. <laughs> it doesn't work. You get, you get the moment. In other words, in other words, if I, James is saying to you and me, if I say I believe in Jesus, then I ought to be behaving in a way that looks like I believe in Jesus. So let me give you one more chance. Okay, so you find in a Christian couple, and they say to you, look, no, we believe in Jesus, we're simply living together before marriage. Christ follower, you got to decide one. Christ follower? Christian atheist. Okay, we'll give you another one. Maybe this will be easier. <laughs> you got a neighbor. And your neighbor says to you, hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. Matter of fact, I go to Cornerstone. But when they get angry, when they get frustrated with their wife, when, they, when their kids do something wrong, there is stuff that comes out of their mouth that is so dark, so vile that you ready for this? It embarrasses your unchristian. Un your neighbors that don't even know God are saying to them, please, not in front of my kid. But they would say, no, I'm, I'm a Christian. Christ follower? Christian atheist. Okay? There's a single gal. And man, I mean, stuff's tight. Stuff is hard. And she gets to the end of the month, and she goes, look, I, there's just no way. There is not enough to go around. I cannot, I cannot possibly pay everyone. Someone, someone's going to be disappointed in me because I, I cannot pay uh, every bill I have. And in that moment, she chooses to honor God with her tithe. She says, look, if, if everybody else is going to be mad at me, uh, that's okay. I'm just not going to have Jesus disappointed in me and she gives her tithe. Christ follower? Christian atheist. There's a couple in there, uh, they're sitting in the movie theater, and they tried to check the movie out ahead of time. They watched all the trailers. 
uh, thought it looked like it was a reasonably respectable movie. Uh, in the middle uh, of, well, actually, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes in, I mean, the F word is just dropping like crazy. There's already been several uh, scenes of explicit nudity uh, within uh, the movie, and even though they've already paid their eight bucks, uh, they get up, uh, they leave the movie theater, simply feeling in their hearts, look, I, this probably is not where a Christian belongs. Christ follower? Christian atheist. Somebody says, do you look, I, I am absolutely devoted to Jesus. I, I, I mean, I am in. I believe in God uh, with, with all of my heart. And yet when you look at their schedule, there's no time for God. There's no time to serve God, let alone, you ready for this? There's no time spent with God. I mean, not even just a couple minutes each day in devotions because they're too busy with everything else. And not that any of the other things are bad, but soccer practice wins. Christ follower? Christian atheist. And see, guys, here's, here's what you're catching in the moment, is that James says to you and me, guys, look, 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 don't tell me what you believe. Live for me what you believe. See, here's the deal. If I were an atheist watching many Christians, I mean, here's what I'd say to the couple that's living together. I'd go, are you kidding me? I mean, Scripture is just absolutely so clear on this topic. Matter of fact, Ephesians chapter 3 says, ready? Don't let there even be a hint of sexual immorality among you. And yet you've got a hundred excuses. You, 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 you're sitting here going, look, this is, this is better financially. We're just going to test drive the car before we buy. You, you, but here's the deal. You sound more like me than you do a Christ follower. And the reality in this moment, you don't believe in God because you're not willing to obey God in this. The truth is you're acting exactly like an atheist would act because I'm not going to make a commitment to her till I know. And, and I don't believe that her body belongs to Jesus and his body belongs to Jesus and that I don't have any right to take it. But that's what an atheist believes. So tell me how you as a Christ follower can live more like me than the commands of Christ. See, I hear what you say you believe, but I can't hear it because what you're living is louder. See, if, if, if I were an atheist and, and, and I was living next to that cornerstone person whose language just tumbled out in darkness, I'd go, are you kidding me? I mean, the last time I checked, it's in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not use the Lord's name in vain. And look, here's the deal. I don't even believe in God, so who cares if I use God? But you're telling me that He's real. You're telling me that you believe that He exists. And if you really believe that God was, how would you ever speak His name without reverence? You don't believe this because you don't live this. You live more like a person who doesn't believe in God. See, if I were an atheist, I, I, would, I would say, look, don't tell me you believe in God and you don't give. Don't, don't tell me you believe in God and you don't tithe. Because here's my answer. 
I need all my money because I, I've just got a couple years here on earth and I've got to be able to buy everything that's going to make me happy in the short period of time that I'm here. But here's the deal. If you're a Christian, Scripture says, do not store up for yourselves treasures here on the earth, but instead store up treasures in heaven. And if you believe heaven's real, I mean, if you believe God rewards you for that kind of stuff, how in the world do you live like me? Buying things to make you happy and then giving God tips at the end of the month. How? how? See, you say you believe in God, but you behave like you don't. You're trusting your money to make you happy more than the God you say you believe. See, if I were an atheist, I'd say, look, how is it possible that you watch the same things I watch? How is it possible you have the same cable programs that I have coming in? I mean, how is that possible? Because here's the deal. Scripture just simply says in Psalm 101, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. And if you're a Christian and if you really believe that Jesus was in the room with you, if you really believe that, that He cared about what you… You wouldn't, you wouldn't be watching the same things I'm watching, right? So let's just be honest. You say you believe, but you're living more like someone who doesn't believe. You're, you're living more like an atheist. See, if I were an atheist, I, I would say about time, I'd say, look, it's totally understandable why I don't spend time with God. I don't believe God exists. But you tell me you do. And if you actually believe that God exists, and a matter of fact, Scripture says, what, don't you know that you are bought with a price, you're not your own, which would mean, you ready, all of your time belongs to Him. So tell me why everything that I as an atheist give priority to is still more important to you than giving your time to God. I mean, you won't even spend a couple minutes each day with Him. I won't either, because I'm an atheist. So let me just ask you a question. Is there an area of your life? Is there a part of your life that you know? I mean, you, you just know. I mean, you know, look, I know I'm living this part of my life in disobedience. I know what Scripture says I should do. I know what God says I should do. But I'm just choosing not to. Because you realize that when you do that, and although you and I try to say, well, look, no, it's okay because I'm doing 90% for God, and it's just this 10% of my life, but here's what you got to come to. You realize that that part of your life, you're living like an atheist. You're living like a person who does not believe that God is sufficient or that God is real enough for that 10% of your life. You are, in fact a Christian atheist. How do, how do we get there? I mean, what, what is it? What, what drives us to that place? What is so fearful in us that would cause those of us who claim to believe in Jesus to live a life as if we didn't? I think there's, there's two answers to this. I think, I think one is this, that deep down, I mean, deep down, you and I doubt that God really knows everything. 
Now, theologically, we say, no, 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 God knows everything. But deep down, we doubt this. See, we, we doubt that, that God knows everything in the past and everything that brought me to where I am and why I think the way I think and what I'm wired for and what I do, that, that maybe God doesn't understand that because maybe, maybe, maybe He just wasn't there or He didn't notice or He didn't get how deeply my past affected me. But what I'm also equally doubtful of is whether or not God really is in the future. That God can see every single potential of my future. And more than that, not just that, but He can see the potential of every decision that I make. That if I decide to do this, it'll send me here. And if I decide to go a different way, I'll go in a completely different… And I just don't believe that God understands and sees that. It's a guy at the end of the month, and he's got to hand in his sales quotas. And the problem is, as he begins to add it all up, he realizes he's just a few dollars short from getting the bonus. And this is a big deal because uh, if he doesn't get the bonus, things are going to be tight. And so looking back over his uh, sales slips, he realizes he's got a, a deal that closed on the first. And so he justifies in his mind the lie. He says, look, here's the deal. I actually started talking to the customer in this month. I mean, I, I didn't fill out the paperwork till the first, but I, I, I actually, you know, I mean, he was ready to buy on the 30th, so I'll just predate it. Because, here's what he, because I don't know how to make it through the month if I don't. And in that moment, when he knows that the very thing that Jesus would say, would say, no, keep your integrity Live this moment with absolute honesty, even if it's uncomfortable. He decides not to, because here's the deal, you ready? Because in his mind, all he can see as he stands in his present is what might happen next. He can see one dot, one step into the future, and that dot is terrifying. And as he looks into that next step in the future, he doesn't see God anywhere. And so he chooses in this moment to lie, to live as if God doesn't exist and he has to fix it. He chooses to live like an atheist. And God would say, don't you believe that I know all the other dots? And that one of the reasons I told you to live this moment with integrity is that I saw that if you didn't and as you went and what you couldn't see, because you don't see the other dots, is that three months from now, your work will discover your dishonesty, and you'll be released. And what you were fearful of for a month will now become reality for 18 months. And what you didn't know that's even greater than that is that, that nine years from today, you're going to be in a conversation with your son, with your daughter, and, and they're going to be on the verge of making the most horrible decision of their lives. And in that moment, you'll be pleading with them, and you'll be saying, look, please, I've already been where you're going. I've already done what you're going to do, and I'm just telling you, this is, this is the worst possible decision that you could make. You ready? Believe me. And that if you live, if you live this moment like an atheist, and you live all the succeeding moments like a person who doesn't really believe that I'm in those moments, 
When you need your integrity the most, your daughter, your son will look you in the eyes and say, you have lied to me so many times up till now. And they'll make the worst possible decision. And that if you and I really believed in God, then we would believe that maybe, just maybe, that God knew that if we had answered this moment with integrity, that if we'd filled out the paperwork right, that our supervisor would have noticed. They would have said, wow, he, he could have fudged just like all the rest of the people in the sales force. And that three months from now, you get promoted. That you're like Joseph and, and people who don't even know your God say, we have to have that guy in leadership because who else has that level of integrity? And that suddenly your income so dramatically changes that the very things you feared back here are completely resolved because you behaved like I was real. And what if more than that? What if nine years from now when you're talking to your son and you're talking to your daughter and you have chosen in every moment when a lie would have been more convenient when the atheist would have fixed it with deception and you said, no, I will fix it like a Christ follower, I will tell the truth. And now you're having that conversation with your son, with your daughter, and you're saying, look, please don't do this, don't, don't go there, I've been there, I'm telling you, it's nothing but heartache. Ready? Trust me. And what if in that moment your son or daughter goes, look, I, I don't get it. I, matter of fact, there's part of me that just thinks mom or dad is wrong. But here's the deal. Here's what I know. They have never lied to me. I'll listen. And huge pain and regret is averted. Because you and I lived in the moment when it would have been so easy to behave like an atheist. Instead, as if we really did believe that God was real. See, what if, what if, what if it's the little gal who sits there and says, I, no one's asking me on a date, I, and the only guy who's interested is a guy who does not know my Jesus, and he's just, I know he's wrong, I know he's wrong for me, I'll fix him. And so she begins to go out with him because in that moment, she can't see that God sees the other dots. She, she can't believe that God is there in her future. And so she lives this moment like someone who doesn't believe that God's in this moment. She does exactly what she knows God asked her not to do. And what she didn't see was six months from now, the guy, the guy, was going to walk into the room, and he would see her dating the wrong guy, and he'd end up marrying Kelly Smith instead. And now because she lived this moment as if God didn't exist, she lived this moment saying, I believe in Jesus, I'm just not going to live like I believe in Jesus. She lives in regret. She says, God, how did you stick me with him? See, one of the reasons that you and I, although we name the name of Jesus, choose to live like people who don't believe he exists 
is because we don't truly believe he's in my tomorrow. So I need to live for him today. There's a second reason. That deep down in our heart, you and I don't actually believe that God wants our best. That deep down in our heart, we're going, oh, See, here's the deal. I, I think if I lived for God, I think if I just totally surrendered to God, He could really mess my life up. I mean, He could make me weird. I could be like just this kind of polyester-wearing Christian missionary person. And I, I just, God, I, I, that's just not my best. I'm just telling you that I just, I can't be that. You don't think God knows that? I don't want to be that. I know I am, but I don't want to be that. <laughs> and see, guys, here's deep down in your heart, you're pretty sure that if you really trusted God and obeyed God, He'd mess you up. He'd ruin you. I'm five years old, and uh, my parents had some company over at the house, and uh, we'd already eaten dinner, and now uh, the adults were all sitting in the kitchen. They were still there eating something for after dinner. And uh, I happened to come walking around the corner, uh, saw them eating. Now, here's the deal. What they were eating was green. Now, I, y- you know this. Uh, green is code for children, adult food. I mean, there, there is nothing good. If you're a kid, there's nothing good that starts with green. And so I come walking around the corner. They're eating their green adult food. And uh, my dad says to me, hey, uh, do you want some? I go, no way. Uh, you're not going to fool me with that. Uh, you're just trying to mess me over giving me adult food. And my dad goes, no, no, no. This, this, is, this is really, really good. Uh, and I go, no, it's green. Uh, now, it was interesting because the part they were eating wasn't the green part. It was the red part. And so my dad says, no, 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 you're going to really, really like this. And I go, no. My dad takes a spoonful of the red and starts coming at me. Now, I did what any self-respecting five-year-old does in this. I run. And I'm tearing through the house. And now here's my dad chasing me with a spoon with the red stuff. He catches me. You ready for this? Wrestles me to the ground, sticks it in my mouth. Anybody want to guess what it was? Watermelon. I'm going, way, let me add. I, I spent the rest of the... <laughs> See, you know why you think God will mess you up if you ever give in? Because you haven't tasted his watermelon yet. And so you say in your heart that you believe in God, but you don't really believe He wants the best for you. Not really. Because you're still running from the watermelon. Here's something that ought to just bother us, bother us. If you and I don't get this figured out in our lives, if you and I keep talking like Christians but behaving like atheists. If you and I keep saying, look, God, you can have 80% of my life, but you can't have the 20%. I'm just going to live like a non-believer. I'm going to live like someone who doesn't believe in you in the 20%. If you and I behave like an atheist, there's a really good chance you and I become an atheist. Let me say that again. If you and I choose to behave like an atheist, there is a really, really good chance that you'll eventually become an atheist. 
guys, do, do you realize the vast majority of people who today would say to you, look, I don't believe there's a God. I, I absolutely just don't think He exists whatsoever, did not get there because they did a scientific study. They did not get there because they delved deep in philosophy and just said, look, it, philosophically it's impossible to believe in a higher being. And that's not how the vast, vast majority of people in this world who claim to be atheists got there. You know how they got there? Sin. Sin. I can't tell you how many times I'll have a parent come in and they'll say, look, I, I, my son, my son, I raised him in church, but man, I, I thought the kid was going to be a preacher someday, and he just came to my house and he said, he said, Dad, I don't believe in God anymore. I'm just, I'm done. I just think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. How many parents will come and say, my daughter, I, I, don't, I don't know why she's behaving like she's behaving. I don't know why she's doing drugs. I don't know what. And, and to top it all off, now she's telling me she doesn't even believe God's real. You know what I ask every one of those parents? I don't ask what class they sat in in college. I don't ask them what book they read. Here's what I ask. Have they been living in sin? Because if you live in sin long enough, you'll decide the way I'm living is so crazy if God exists that I've either got to choose to have my sin or choose God not existing. I choose my sin. Matter of fact, living in sin will always create distance between you and God. Matter of fact, can, can I volunteer? Someone, someone will volunteer for me this morning? Yes? No? Maybe? All right. Here we go. What's your name? Michaela. Okay, Michaela, you get to be God, okay? I'm, I'm going to be the disobedient Christian, okay? And here's what we're going to do. Uh, every once in a while, I'm going to send you, and you're going to walk straight that way for a little ways, and then you're going to stop, okay? And after you stop, I'm going to ask you to speak to me. And when I say speak to me, you're going to say, thus says the Lord, okay? So say that. Thus says the Lord. Just like that. That was perfect. Okay? All right. So here's the deal. Here's the really cool part. When you and I start out spiritually, you and God are in proximity. So when God speaks, when God says, you can totally hear Him because you're in proximity. Matter of fact, here's the cool part. It's Kayla, right? Michaela. Okay. Michaela. Little picky, but okay. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> Michaela. I just met you. All right. Michaela. If Michaela were to whisper in my ear, I would hear her. Because, and guys, here's why this is huge. Some of the most important things God says in your life, He says with a whisper. And if you choose to live out of proximity with Him, you will miss the conversation. Okay? So, Michaela, what does God say? Says the Lord. Okay, so you're going to start going that way. and stop. Okay. But let's just say that in this moment, I go, look, God, here, here's the deal. Look, I, I get it. I get that you're going that way. I get that that's your plan. I get that you think that's best for me. But here's the deal. I, I just can't get my head around this. I, I, man, I think you're right most of the time, and, and, I, and I trust you, and I believe in you most of the time, but there's an area I, I just can't believe you for. I don't trust you for. Matter of fact, I'm going to live this part of my life as if you don't exist. I'm going to live as if I have to fix it and I have to figure it out, okay? So, so I'm, I'm going to head this way. 
And you get that as I head my way and I don't head with God, that I willfully take parts of my life and go, look, I'm just going to live this part of my life in disobedience, that what begins to be lost is proximity. And so now when God speaks, it's harder to hear. She spoke just as clearly, but it's harder for me to hear. Okay, and, and, and while God is going where God is going, because God's got a plan, God's going to do what God's going to do, and He's invited you and I to go with Him, but in this moment, I'm going, no, no, God, I can't trust you for that. I can't trust you for my boyfriend. I can't trust you for my finances. I can't trust you for my job. I can't, I can't trust you for that. And now I continue going my way. More and more and more proximity is lost. There's more distance between us. And in the moment when God says, what? I can barely hear. I barely even know that he's trying to speak. And as God continues, and as I continue living in moments in my life as if God weren't real, there will come the moment that you will have created so much distance that when God speaks, you won't even hear Him anymore. And in that moment, you'll go, you know, what was that when I was a new believer? What was, what was that when I thought I heard the voice? I must have been kidding myself. I must have been deceiving myself because I don't hear anything anymore. Let's give Michaela a hand. <laughs> Guys, let, let, me, let me tell you where this lands. You keep this up. Uh, you knowingly say you believe in God, but you live as if you don't. You allow yourself to lose proximity with God. There will come the day that you'll be sitting in a service here. And God's voice will be so removed from your life. And you'll be watching people in this room praising God and going, oh my goodness, was that the best sermon? I mean, it was just like God was so alive. And it was so real. And you'll be watching people raise their hand and you'll be going, what is wrong with these people? I was in the same room. I didn't hear anything. They're telling me how moved they are. I wasn't moved a bit. You ready? They must be deluding themselves. They're just living in more proximity to Him. They're living with more of their life as if they actually believed He was real and not like an atheist. And if you're not careful, they'll come the Sunday that you walk out that door and say... I just don't even believe in God anymore. See, one of, the, one of the problems with living part of your life as an atheist is you may become one. So here's my question. Do you have a part of your life that you know? I mean, if you were just being honest today, and maybe we didn't even mention it today, but you know... 
you know, it, it's, a, it's an area of your life that you know that you're just in absolute disobedience. It's an area of your life that you said, look, I'm just not going to trust God for that. I just don't believe God could be in that and me still be happy. And I, and, and, and I have 80% I have of my life that I'm, I'm living well. I just have, I have 20% of my life I live like an atheist. I live as if God's not real in this part of my life. And I'm just going to ask, what would it take for you to be done? What would it take for you to today just simply say, I'm, I'm done I'm, I'm done. I'm done living a life where I say I love Jesus, but I live a life that doesn't look like it. I, I'm done living a life where I say that I believe this stuff, and then I go act as if I don't. You ready? What would it mean for you to turn in your shirt today? Let's pray. Yeah, I just, I, I just, while our heads are bowed, I just think you have a moment right now that if God is speaking to your heart, that you could respond. That you could just simply say, God, look, I, I've been wrestling with you with this for a long time. And, and I'm, if I'm just honest, this is a part of my life that I live as if you don't exist, as if you don't know tomorrow, as if you don't have my best interest in mind. And the truth be told, I'm the Christian atheist. People far from God would have every right to say to me, the reason I don't believe in God is because you don't. Not in that part of your life. And I'm just done today. I, I just, I, I'm just gonna take off the shirt. I'm gonna move to the side of being a Christ follower. I'm going to trust you with a part of my life that I've kept you out of and I've lived without your existence for far too long. Dear Lord Jesus, we, we just simply come to you today and we just say out loud, we have, we've been, we've been quick with our mouths, we've been slow with our lives. Truth be told, Almost every one of us in this room probably has been wearing the shirt. And God, today needs to be a day of surrender for us. Today needs to be a day of commitment for us. And a day in which we say, God, I, I, just, I just didn't believe in you. In my addiction. I just didn't believe in you in my marriage. See, I believed in a God who could take care of eternity. I just didn't think you could take care of my husband. See, I, I believed in a God that could, that could heal what was broken in me. I just didn't believe in a God that could heal my finances. And, and I have lived part of my life as a Christian atheist. And God, that today we would lay that at your feet and simply say, never again. Never again. Because I believe you're real. This we pray in Jesus' name, amen.